welcome to That Sick, the podcast where we talk about everything that's disgusting and sick and interesting. This week, I'm your host. My name's Heather. I'm here with some lovely people. Where are they? Who are they? Yeah, I don't <laughs> see them. Where are they? I'm not wearing my glasses. <laughs> so I really, uh, they're blurry right now. Would you mind introducing yourselves? I'm BJ. <laughs> what? You. What the fuck? I'm Bizarro JB. Okay. I'm Justine. So, uh... The sickest thing of the week. I know we're going to talk about cat poop, so... It's true. Be, it's true. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we, we may have just been discussing this off mic. Yeah, Rowdy. Poor Rowdy. Well, one, he did barf today. He does that about once a month. Um, he's also been having some mushy poops, which, um, believe it or not, sounds like someone else here is also experiencing a similar problem with their cat. I was going to say, how do you know about my poops? But you mean my cat's poops because we talked about that. Yeah. yeah, I came home from work and my house smelled real weird, which is not that strange, but it was like a stank. And then I had to dash through the home looking for the offending scent and it was mushy poops in the litter box. At least, oh. yeah, in, at least it was in the litter box. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. Rowdy's like fine. He's not um, Heather and I. I was asking for Heather's opinion when I got here today. He's totally fine. He's not like, you know, missing the litter box or like, sad or crying or he's totally normal just his they don't even smell that bad i think he's gonna be just soft i know but it's gross i don't like cleaning it out of the litter box (laughs) that's stinky well (laughs) it's not it you know you can't really scoop it very well so it's just like you got that pretty litter too yeah bougie litter Um, i love that litter though i love pet sitting rowdy because all you gotta scoop is the poops you don't gotta scoop the pee yeah just stir the pee up yeah that's so true so we are also swimming into Pisces season, <laughs> which okay. is pretty sick. That's rude, JB. Yeah, it's Justine's you, birthday tomorrow. It's my birthday tomorrow. Happy and by, birthday! And, and birthday. by and by tomorrow, we mean almost a week ago. By the time you hear this, yeah, it's traveling so, in time. It's okay. It's okay. If you didn't tell me happy birthday already, I hate you. And by this time, we're deep into Pisces season. Yeah. So you should. What did you say, JB? Just a second ago. About Pisces season? Yeah. I don't remember. You're like, they're <laughs> not saying what oh, the oh, feelings yeah, are. I, yeah, it's a time to not be uh, straightforward about any kind of thoughts that you're having. Just this season of ambiguity. <laughs> so, yeah. Everybody just embrace your old soul. Yeah, sounds good to me. So I'm excited to learn what the topic is this week because I have no idea. It's probably going to be I'm gonna, either bugs or cosmetics. No, it's no, neither of those things. Ooh, okay. We're revisiting a favorite topic of this podcast. Uh huh. You know, with, in a broad sense. In a broad sense, yes. yes. I guess we can say dead bodies. Yeah, I love dead bodies. Yes, at, at, it's you know human remains at a high level. Yes. I love yes. human remains. Death is involved. Uh oh. No, no, no. It's fine. I will. You'll on my fi- end. It's fine. You'll be fine. It'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. Who should go first? Does it matter? I, you know, I don't think it, because the way I we, literally don't think it matters. The way we approached it, it's very, very different. So, okay. Well, then, um, uh, I'll pick Justine, whatever. Because it's my birthday. Yeah. You pretty much. First. Okay. So, and you're wearing an Everyone Wants to Be a Devil Wears Prada shirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, real quick before I jump into it, uh, a coworker of mine, Nick, who's awesome. He had on not this sweatshirt, but another Devil Wears Prada themed T-shirt he had gotten 
where it had screen printed on it a picture of Anne Hathaway playing Andy and just saying, like, I love my job. I love my job. I love my job. <laughs> and or wait, was it Emily Blunt? Anyway, it doesn't matter because I loved it. And then he told me all about like Uniqlo had just dropped this capsule of Devil's Wear, Wears Prada shit. So I got this sweatshirt that says everybody wants to be us. And I love it. Happy birthday to me. Okay. So the story I have this week, uh, it's a favorite of mine. I first read about it years and years ago. So I'm going to say this has been covered elsewhere, but I feel a sense of ownership over it because I knew about it before I ever heard about it on another podcast or YouTube, whatever. It's because and it's really sick. So I it's worth it. It's so fucking sick, guys. Like, Like, you know how like last week I was not sick hardly at all. I was just mostly like, this is really interesting. Yeah, this is really fucked up. Well, we have our uh, we have Thank our fucking God. <laughs> we were up on center down weeks. So I present to you the story of Carl Tanzler and Elena Hoyos, a.k.a. the Corpse Bride of Key West. Oh, I don't think I know this. I think once I get into it, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, God. Is this like a sexy weekend at Bernie's? No. Bummer. <laughs> anyway. So a little background. Carl Tanzler was born in 1877 in Germany. In 1926, he left Europe for Havana and eventually joined his sister in Florida with his wife and children arriving shortly after. But unfortunately for this happy little family unit, Tanzler soon left to work at a hospital in Key West. Unclear why. Um, And at that point, it seems like his family pretty much dropped out of the picture. Really nice guy. So nice. So Tanzler, Tanzler's in Key West. He's working as a radiologist and a bacteriologist. Interestingly. This is in the 1800s? No, this is now in like 1920s. Okay. So uh, he landed this job by claiming to have nine degrees, which he didn't. But they let him be a doctor there anyway. And life was pretty low key for him there and uneventful. Dude, back then you could just forge all kinds of shit, I'm sure, right? Which, yeah, which is pretty much what he did. Yeah, yeah. it's like so easy. You don't have to like, there's no computers to check anything. He all was he also I didn't really write about this because I didn't think it really fucking mattered, except just shows how weird he was. He claimed to be a count. Ooh. He was not a count. I'm a, I'm a count. No, I'm a viscount. <laughs> I'm into that. So Tansler's just, you know, doing his thing until one day Maria Elena Milagro de Hoyos walked into his office and his whole life changed. So Elena was a young woman originally from Cuba. And she had been diagnosed with tuberculosis, which at the time was a terminal condition. Um, and desperate for a cure, she found herself at Tansler's door, and he immediately fell in love. You see, years Aww. years ago, years and years ago, when he was a boy, I think, Tansler had had uh, visions. He started having visions of his one true love, a dark-haired, exotic, quote-unquote, woman who he had never laid eyes on in real life until this moment. So Tansler, who was overcome with love and desire, was determined to save Elena's life. He ignored all hospital policies and common sense and ordered all sorts of imaging and tests and medicines and herbs and tonics. Just like any, he was just throwing shit at the wall, trying, this is like this, trying to save her. This doctor falling in love with the, his beautiful patient. Yep. Basically. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. Young. I should also say she's very, very young. Well, yeah. Like she was about 20 and he's like what like at this point he was born in 77 so like in his 50s almost 60 gross jesus exactly um he even had expensive x-ray machines delivered to elena's home for easier in-home treatments christ 
radiation in the house. Like, well, I mean, it was the twenties. They probably there. It's <laughs> hey, he had look. He had to keep. He had to keep track of what was going on in her lungs. He was saving her life. Uh-huh. So at the same time, he was not making any secret of the fact that he was in love with her. He constantly bought her jewelry and clothing and just all sorts of expensive gifts. And he repeatedly asked her to marry him. And Elena would always refuse um, on the grounds that she was still technically married to her ex-husband. She had an ex-husband. And also she was really, really sick and, you know, maybe not the best time to you know, get married. Um, and in October of 1931, Elena died from complications of, from TB. Aww. Not TBBBs, to be clear. Yeah, my cat is not named tuberculosis. No. We call him TB because he's named the buddy. <laughs> and to date has not killed anybody. Yeah. That we know of. To date. So Elena's dead. But Tansler was undeterred. This was his one true love. Nothing was going to keep them apart. Not even death? Not even death. Oh, good. So. Some Edgar Allan Poe shit. First. Yeah. First, Tansler insisted to Elena's family that he be the one to pay for all of her funeral expenses. Uh-oh. Including an expensive stone mausoleum. Hmm. And for the next two years, he visited Elena nightly. Hmm. And what? Pla- and yeah, so, you know, he would go sit outside her mausoleum and visit her, and he claimed that she would appear to him and sing him songs. Okay. So at some point... This dude's high. Yeah. Well, so after, like, some time, the hospital he worked at, they were kind of over his weird obsession with a dead patient. And, <laughs> yeah. And they fired his ass. Uh, yeah. And kind of, like, around that same time, Elena's family noticed he'd actually stopped visiting the mausoleum, which you'd think was, like, oh, thank God. Um, but also, hmm, I wonder... Why? I wonder why. What is, you know... He find a new corpse? Yeah, what's he doing now? New, new lady in his life? Yeah, what could he possibly have been up to? Well... One might guess, correctly, that Tansler had stolen Elena's body from the mausoleum. I would not guess that. Oh, well, that's where this is going. Oh, yes. okay. Um, and he took it to a makeshift lab he had built at his home. Oh, my God. And this, I mean, keep in mind. <laughs> I love any kind of makeshift lab. You had me oh, a makeshift lab. Okay, so you need, to, you need to Google this because it wasn't just a makeshift lab. He built it out of an old airplane frame. Okay. You have to Google it. And he called it Elena's airship. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And one what of his, is he, a Scientologist? And one of, yeah. his, and one of his plans was to um, send her out into space, like the edge of space, so that the radiation from outer space would penetrate her skin. And I, I don't have the exact quote, but he did use this word, um, like, wake her from her somnolent state, like, wake, wake her up. She just needs more radiation. Yeah, that'll cure. Blaster to the sun. Yeah. So, okay. (laughs) This never, he never even attempted to send her into space. So I didn't really. Thank goodness. He couldn't, he couldn't be like that, that flat earth or rocket man, you know? Right. So the other thing I want you guys to. R.I.P. The other thing I want you guys to keep in mind is she has been dead for two years. Okay. So she's spent two years. She's had some decomposition happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, of course. So Tansler would later say uh, that Elena's spirit had asked him to free her body from the mausoleum and had finally agreed to marry him and be his eternal bride. Oh, that's, so he had so he had to rescue her. He had to take her home. Well, yeah. If a dead body starts talking to you, you have to listen. Yeah, that's a law. Yeah. 
Especially um, in the keys. Well, the body yeah, was probably the, the body was probably embalmed. Yeah, yeah. So it's like preserve it in some way. Yeah. So I'm thinking about, but I'm thinking about like when he like picks her up, like her yep. like her oh. limbs gonna fall off. Oh like, well, stuff starts seeping out at least. Uh, you 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 think we're not gonna cover that? Oh, we're, just you. She wait. said it's gonna be sick. We're gonna <laughs> cover it. Come on. All right, all right. So back at his lab. Tansler went to work restoring, quote unquote, Elena's body using, what did he use? Plaster of Paris, <sighs> wax, wires to give her limbs support. And this bitch watched Death Becomes Her. Yeah, right? <laughs> and even a set of glass eyes. <sighs> he stuffed her body cavity with rags and applied real hair to her rotting scalp. And once the restoration was complete, Tansler moved Elena's body into his home, specifically into their marital bed. Oh, no. You see, in addition to the restoration methods I just described, an, an autopsy done years later revealed that Tansler had, in fact, inserted a paper tube into her body to recreate a vaginal canal. Gross. Paper tube? Why not PVC pipe? He's the 20s. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. He didn't have a flashlight that he could just jam up there. He didn't have a better... Vagina than paper tubes in the twenties. This is what you guys are worried about. Could have put a rotting cantaloupe up there. I just think that you could have done a little better. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, (laughs) anyway, that's disgusting though. That's totally disgusting. Sorry, I said rotting cantaloupe. I don't think vaginas are like rotting cantaloupes. I just think that would be. She was a rotting dead body though. She was a rotting dead body. It would. I'm just saying it might probably would be a good sensation on one's. Is wrong with you? <laughs> Look, <laughs> whatever you think of a rotting cantaloupe, you're like, oh, that feels like a good vagina. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. All right. Well, it was never a hundred percent confirmed whether Tansler actually attempted to consummate his marriage. But according to doctors present at the autopsy, there was evidence to suspect that necrophilia had taken place. So he never admitted to it, but... But they found jizz in that paper tube. Well, I don't know if it was just the paper tube or if there was, like, more to it. I mean, let's be honest. That's not... I don't really care to know the details. I'm, um, yeah. The mere presence of the paper tube is horrifying enough on its own. Like, <laughs> yeah. even if he had never done anything with it, the fact that he put it there is like, what the fuck? <laughs> so... Uh, Life in the Tansler household, it was fairly standard. He regularly brought Elena clothing, jewelry, just like when she was alive, um, perfume. He would reapply her face wax, doused her in oils and disinfectants to mask that pesky, rotting corpse smell. Right. Oh, my God. That just stinks so bad. And this went on for seven years. Oh, my God. It probably smelled like an outhouse. So then he got the seven-year itch. Oh, God. No, what happened... Oh, burping. Hmm. Burpy. So after some time, people started to wonder why Tansler was buying so much women's clothing. Because, you know, as far as anyone knew, he was a single old man. Mm-hmm. And then one day, a neighbor spotted Tansler dancing around his living room with what looked like a life-sized doll. Mm-hmm. So in 1940... Elena's sister confronted Tansler at his home, at which point Tansler invited her inside and showed her Elena's wax-covered corpse. 
Um, at this point, the sister thought it was just a really creepy wax dummy like effigy that he had made and she's like oh god this guy's really really fucked up yeah like, that's weird like but... this guy's out of his mind so she called the police and when the police got there they discovered oh no this is actually a dead body in corpse yeah wow so uh he was arrested and charged with wantonly and maliciously destroying a grave and removing a body without authorization not desecration of a corpse uh, this is what I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's what it no said. They had no proof. A paper tube is not proof. <laughs> <laughs> you heard yeah. it here. Wouldn't it get all soggy? Yeah, that's oh. what I'm thinking. Yeah, well, I don't know. Whenever you're all dead and embalmed and rotting, I assume there's not as many vaginal juices. But, but there's still, like, body juices. And if he's, like, making use of the marital tube. Oh, the marital tube. But, Look, and I'm going to actually point out, too, know. I saw, like I said before, I read about this story like years and years and years ago. This is the first time I discovered the paper tube. The marital tube. So I'm glad to have that detail included. Mm -hmm. OK, so what kind of satisfaction could he get? That can't I, feel look, good. I, he's, he put a, took a corpse out of a mausoleum and was dancing with it. I mean, yeah. he's I insane. Guess he's not, yeah. Back. OK. <sighs> Sorry. All right. So. Things, this thing goes to trial, and this is a media sensation. So what do you think the public reaction was? Ill. Ill. Yeah. Yes. It was probably ill. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure, they were revolted. And yeah, a lot of morbid curiosity. But there were a lot of people, including women, who saw Tansler's actions as being quite romantic. Disgusting. If I a bit think they're a little romantic. If a bit eccentric. He had a surprising amount of supporters. I'd wow. support Who didn't think he did anything wrong. I don't know about nothing wrong, but it's a little romantic. I mean, it was the 30s. Maybe our concept of like, you know, women's autonomy is, you know, come further. I don't know. I've never had a man daily apply wax to my body. <laughs> I'd appreciate that level of devotion. <laughs> that level of attention, dedication Buying to me my jewels and clothing. This has never happened. Maybe when I'm dead. <laughs> oh my God. We can only we can only yeah, dream um... of that. So unfortunately for Elena and her family, Tansler was quickly released due to the statute of limitations for his crimes expiring. Oh, yep. And afterwards, short he, statute of limitations, I guess. Well, whatever. Like, I feel like pedophilia is only like seven years. That's like nothing. Ugh. That's like no time at all. I know. Fucking crime. Continue. I feel like necrophilia should be less. Uh, yeah. There's no dead. crime. Well, there is a crime, but, like, there's no eh. victim. There's a dead body that got desecrated, and that is kind of shameful, but, like, you didn't, like, hurt a living being. Yeah. So after he was released, Tansler actually had the balls to ask for her body back. Because he's crazy, yeah. Why not? His request was denied. It, yeah. It's, like, worth a shot. Yeah, he, yeah, gotta shoot your shot. So for some reason, there was a huge demand from the public to see Elena's body for themselves. So, of course, they were granted their wish instead of the family being like, um, what the fuck? I guess the family was like, OK, you fucking weirdos, uh, we'll charge you money to see it. So they charged a dollar a pop to take a look at this poor woman's wax corpse. And I think they, I read they like that's shameful. Yeah, that's sicker than him. That's sick. Over he did what he did out of love. Yeah. Over six thousand people. Yeah. OK. Viewed her viewed her body. Fuck that. Like. And there's pictures. There's pictures. This is another thing. If you Google this, um, you can see like the um, police photo 
Um, it's just of her head, like and like head neck area. Like you don't really see the full body. And you she's wearing a tube. She's wearing clothing. No tube. Um, but there's also photos from the viewing taken mm. from like a different angle. It's really disturbing. Ew. So after that spectacle, Elena was finally laid to rest in an unmarked grave so that Tansler couldn't fuck with her anymore. I thought you were going to say that, like, the corpse got sold to P.T. Barnum. No. no um, well, I no. guess I see he lived a little bit early. He died before that or whatever. Elena was buried and she can, no one's going to bother her anymore. As for Tansler, he left Key West and went back to live near his wife. Remember his wife who he left and his kids? Oh, oh yeah. 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 Them. No, mm-hmm. so he went back. And, uh, it didn't sound like he went back to her just to live near her. And she supported his dumbass. Until he died in 1952. Um, and his body wasn't found for three weeks. <laughs> Fuck you. And it's rumored that he was found clutching a homemade life-sized effigy of Elena. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Really? Like he made an Elena doll? Yep. And that's that's the story. Wow. That guy is like devoted forever. Like that's it's definitely the um, what's that Annabelle Lee that. Edgar Allan Poe poem that he talks about like uh, his dead corpse wife and he's like you know laying with her it's called Annabelle you never read that in high school or anything no I only heard but... the Tiger Army song <laughs> no we only did like Telltale Heart and um oh yeah my Annabelle Lee I'm not getting probably not getting the title right but it's it's a really cool poem where he talks about like his love has died and then he's like laying in the fucking grave with her and shit it's like very metal it's very Poe but was this a consensual? Like, did she love him back? Oh, yeah. They okay. were lovers and then she died. That's very different because yeah. Elena did not love him back. That is very different. Like, I mean, imagine being a 20-year-old woman who's dying and your creepy 60-year-old doctor is, like, professing his love for you, but you're desperate because you just want to live. That kind of changes it all for me. Like, I, I, I think I maybe missed if you said that earlier that that... It, she didn't like him at all. Uh, but yeah, that's I'm kind of like, mm, no, this doctor she didn't, can go get fucked. He's disgusting. No, she didn't reciprocate at all. Yeah, that's nasty. You can't have my body. That's like some like creeper having my body. That sucks. Yeah, no, it's really it's a terrible. Well, anyway, yes, it's a terrible story, but also very, very gross. Yeah, very, very interesting. Gross. I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was super interesting because like, oh, my God, the devotion is like, what the hell, man? insane devotion of one person and she didn't even love him back it was no. just like no oh, i don't oh. he never had her in life never even and he had a fucking wife and kids yep what a piece of shit all yeah. right thanks justine that was cool you're welcome yeah uh, uh jb i'm real excited to hear what oh, you we- got to follow up all right i got my notebook it's got all of my my thoughts and plans in here and this week's podcast topic fire Wait. away baby as our very long time listeners may know, very long time as earlier this year, this year, <laughs> uh, I was raised Catholic, Catholic school and everything. Oh, this is going to be uh, Catholic shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. So no one. Well, probably there is people, but few people are more horrified or disgusted by the Catholic Church than I am. Oh, yeah. Why is it And I don't want to go into all the politics of all of that because that's that's a whole fucking thing. And this podcast is not about politics, or, <laughs> except for when it is. Except uh, for when we feel like it and white people having dreads. Yes, white people dreads. That is our political stance. Anti. Anti. 
but I do want to talk about one of the more interesting and disgusting and macabre aspects of the church, which are Catholic relics. Oh, this is oh, I know what they are, but I'm interested to like hear like details because I really don't know much. Me too, because I've like heard about them and I think I know what they are and I I, they can't possibly be what they I think they are unless they, they are, are. I bet they are exactly what you oh, think they are. Fuck. They're fucking gross. Okay. Yeah. Body, body of Christ. Right. No, that's that's no, different. No, that's weird that's, voodoo imagination. That's what you eat every week. Come that's on. when all the Catholics pretend that they're cannibals, but holy cannibals for like five minutes. You eat the Jesus. Yeah, you eat your Jesus and drink your <laughs> drink your blood. You're like a little Jesus vampire, like <laughs> fucking Catholics. Anyway, so. I hadn't thought about relics since I, since I was a child, and I'm not sure I really thought about it then, because honestly, as we were actually talking about Catholicism off mic a little bit before. I know. I was like, it was it in your head? Because? Is that why you talked about it earlier? Catholicism is always in my head, Heather. <laughs> it, I've been indoctrinated. Oh, that's right. You I may be an ever. atheist, but I've been indoctrinated. Oh, uh, it's lifelong, right? Uh, I love it. But yeah. So it's it's all just memorization and regurgitation and shame and shame. Oh my god, all of the shame. <laughs> but I went to Jamestown earlier this year, which I believe we've discussed at some point. And despite it being a Christian, like a Protestant settlement, there was a secret Catholic there who had a relic box. Oh, and they had a three D printing of it because they didn't want to disturb the you know the archaeological artifact. And and they they showed what was inside of it, which was I don't know some shit, and then like <laughs> some uh, shit, I don't know some Jesus shit. But it was also a a bone fragment, mm. and it's kind of been bouncing around in my head since then. And I was like, oh, that's fucking gross that they have bones in them. Yeah. So they so they did. So what is a relic anyway? For all of you guys who don't know, do you yeah. guys know? No, not really. All right, kind of, but tell me anyway. All right for. For the lay person. I'm as, a, I'm a as heathen. I'm, as I'm a holy person. I'm a dirty heathen that was raised as nothing. Now, relics exist in a lot of different religions. I'm just talking about Catholic relics, but they do exist in other religions. They're part of Buddhism. They're part of Judaism and I don't know, like all the religions. All of them. All of them. All of them. Many. Every, every many. One. Many. Yes. More not, than just one. Yeah. Not the flying spaghetti monster. I, I don't think there's relics in that. Just the colander. But everybody just gets one. You're issued one when but you all, join. All the, all the biggies. All the, all the biggies. Yeah. Uh, there are three types. And they are generally the physical remains of a holy person that are used in veneration, which is not worshiping because Catholics do not worship things that are not God. They totally worship things that aren't God. But no, it's veneration. It's just they are respecting something that God acts through. Oh, yeah. Like, because um, the famous line that, you know, is uh, Catholics pray to statues. <laughs> that's that's what my mom used to say. She's Protestant. They, She's Presbyterian. They don't. They're praying to God. The statues are just a representation that God acts through. <laughs> I mean, isn't isn't the idea something along the lines of like, it helps them feel closer to God or it helps you like visualize God better or something like, cause then it's more than God just being like, an, you know what I mean? Am I explaining There's something right? like that? And that holy people are kind of God's representation on earth, which is why the Pope is kind of like God on earth. I kind of, <laughs> the one thing, I mean, I wasn't raised Catholic 
really um just like half russian orthodox which isn't anyway i i do kind of i always kind of like like the idea that you could almost like pick your player with all the different <laughs> holy people do you know what i mean like some people choose your well, choose your fighter like some people were like all about um, i got saint anthony that's mine yeah like some people <laughs> i'm are, always losing shit <laughs> <laughs> but you know like some people are, are all about like mary or you know whatever yeah, yeah. mother of jesus She's very popular, I've heard. Or you pick Mary Magdalene. Yeah. Yeah, if you wanted to be naughty, I guess. <laughs> she was just Jesus's wife. No, she's a hooker. Eh. Yeah, she's probably Jesus's wife. She was wife. painted as a hooer. All right. So that's the idea. So here's the three types. I'm going to, my presentation is mostly uh, discussing different famous relics, which are all really gross. But yeah. I'll just give you a brief overview of what the different kind of relics are. Okay, yeah. All right. So the first class of relics are items that are either directly associated with the events of Christ or Christ's life or his actual remains, like the Shroud of Turin or Jesus's diapers. What? Yeah. Those exist? Supposedly. Quote, unquote, exist. Yeah. But the Shroud of Turin. Yeah. I've uh, seen that on the History Channel. Yeah, it's not real either. Um, I mean, it physically exists. It's a thing that exists, but I'm I'm actually going to talk about the Shroud of Turin because it's probably Sweet. the most famous relic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or first degree ones are also the physical remains of saints, like their their hair, their nails, their bones, their skulls, their phys- their mummified bodies, etc. Mm-hmm. And uh, saints that are martyrs, their uh, relics are prized more than the relics of you know saints who didn't die for you the cause did not get martyred and i was like yeah i mean you're holy and cause miracles and everything but did you die for a good cause did you fucking get hanged upside down like saint peter were you burned alive no did your death even matter nah. <laughs> all right second class relics are items that saints or the holy figure kind of used a lot or were close to their body like their clothing and their bibles their rosaries etc that sort of thing their shoes if they were a walkabout <laughs> their dirty stinky shoes probably their slippers i don't yeah but there, there's a holy slippers one that's i think a greek orthodox thing but there's there's the sacred slippers oh but that would be a second degree relic <laughs> the sacred bunny slippers oh. all right then there's third class relics uh, which are objects that have been in contact with their first or the second class relics, usually small pieces of cloth. Although there was a time when there was oil that was just collected from holy sites mm-hmm. and that they tried to count that. Well, I guess they, did. Like, they successfully counted that as a relic. These tertiary relics. Those are actually the only ones you can sell. They're legal, quote unquote legal. Well, I mean, I think they're all legal to sell, but they're not legal by the Catholic Church. <laughs> Like, you're not supposed to sell first or second class relics, but the third class ones you can sell. So I don't know. You can go on eBay and try to get some holy oil or St. Anthony cloth. All right. If- sounds like a good... No, I mean, I was like, this sounds like a good side hustle to, like, just get some fucking oil and be like, yeah, this is... How dare you? Legit. <laughs> I'm offended. Yeah, sure you are. As a, as a Catholic, I'm offended. All right. Now, why have relics? Why would, why would you want these? Why would you want a relic, Heather? Um, um, okay. To feel special? To feel special. Justine, why would you want a relic? To feel close to someone that was close to God, allegedly. 
Justine is obviously the more holy person. Heather, yeah. your answer fucking sucked. I wanted for bragging rights. <laughs> <laughs> sucked. Protestant who? Yes. Whoa. Whatever. Pretty statue. All right. Because Catholics are total creeps. I mean, okay, maybe they're not total creeps. That's judgmental, but I'm allowed to be judgmental about Catholics. But the church teaches, and I just touched on this, that the God acts through the relics, particularly in terms of healing. So the relics aren't magic. That's that would be crazy. That would be preposterous. They're not magic relics. God. Uh, but they are conduits for God's healing. <laughs> conduits. Uh, yeah, you know. I love it. You just you just go near this severed hand and it will make you feel better. <laughs> because God's power is coming through the hand. Wait, so there's a severed hand relic? Oh, there's definitely, yeah. Who's yeah. whose hand is it? Um, is it, whose hand isn't it is that the answer i don't know specifically about a hand but there has to be a hand you just said there was one well okay i lied but what state steven's arm is a relic oh. and his hand is attached to his arm it's like it's like the monkey paw where you get to have wishes oh that's but i think oh my god i i did not uh, i read about state steven but uh i did not research him specifically for this podcast but yeah, St. Stephen's right arm was saved because he was the right arm of God. And I what? was just rolling my eyes and JB's doing the jerk off motion. Yeah, right I, was, now. I, was, I was not feeling it. It was like way too literal. And I'm a literal person. <laughs> but they've been they've been doing this relic shit since the very early days of Christianity, since like right after. Whoa! I just Googled it. OK, so. Oh, yeah. Okay, OK, so I wasn't making shit up. I was. I was for real. Is it but, gross? Is okay. it sick? They're all really disgusting. Dude, it's so fucked up. They're so fucked up. Okay, it's called the Holy Rite. The Holy Rite Fist of a Thousand-Year-Old Saint King. And it's a fucking mummified fist with, like, jewels around the wrist. And, no. it's, and it's, like, it's in a, like, uh, an ornate glass house. A reliquary, <laughs> Justine. A reliquary. <laughs> it's sounding like one of those dildos with a fist on the end. <laughs> That's Get what you're fisted des- by St. Stephen, baby. That's what you're describing to me. Feel the fist of God. JB, did you feel have, it? Did you have more to say about St. Stephen? I did not. So if you if you okay. found something interesting about St. Stephen, I'm just go gonna ahead. read this really quick. And I'm just so I and to be wait, JB is the one who did all the work for this. I literally just Googled this just right now. He was canonized in the year 1083 and is in the process of sainting. This is Atlas Obscura, by the way. His corpse is exhumed from the crypt. It is said that his right, right arm only, but not the rest of him, looked as fresh as the day he was buried, and the supple arm was promptly lopped off to be preserved and venerated. Lies. So that is... It's weird. I heard this, this theme repeated through all of these legends. <laughs> it's a miracle! Lies. Okay, carry on, but I'm probably going to keep Googling images of these relics as you talk oh, about Oh, yeah, yeah, them. They're, they're super gross. Yeah, look them up. I mean, I, I save some that sent to you to put on the twitter but or instagram you don't do the twitter i do the twitter you do the twitter i do the but yeah they're they're real gross um all right so let's just talk about some of these relics then huh all right first up saint catherine of siena this is actually my favorite one i love this all right there is a reliquary which is basically the relic house uh, so it's a special little bejeweled homes. Justine's face is horrified. What are you Googling? I'm going to describe it. And then Justine can give you the, the she'll be the staggy to my uh, Bob Airy. <laughs> so it's a hockey reference. I just <laughs> Googled images of Catherine Sienna Raleigh. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. Now the reliquary in the Basilica San Domenico in Siena, Italy contains the mummified head of St. Catherine 
and also her right thumb. The story of St. Catherine is something else. Let's, it's pretty sick. Let's just talk about St. Catherine for a second. All right. She was on the holy train from an early age. She had visions of Jesus at like the age of seven, and she vowed perpetual virginity as a teenager. And uh, her parents tried marrying her off, and she's like, fuck that. I'm going to get married to Jesus. So Holier she, than thou. She cut off all her hair and like scald herself to try to make herself like less attractive because she'd be loving at Jesus. Damn, that's pretty metal out as well. Yeah, yeah. And so she uglified herself and became a nun. She had visions of marrying this baby Jesus with her wedding ring was the remains of Jesus's foreskin. What? Yeah. Her ring was a baby Jesus foreskin ring. Yeah, this bitch. Uh, this, and ew, she, it's sick. It is sick. And she said that she could always visualize her, her beautiful wedding ring on her finger because clearly this woman suffered from mental illness. Oh, my God. There was a point in time when she said that she experienced stigmata when she was praying to, not praying to, praying to God in front of a cross, not praying to a cross, and red beams came in and pierced her. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar with stigmata, it's the wounds in your hands, in your feet, in your side to mimic the, the crucifixion of Christ. If you're not familiar with Stigmata, I highly recommend watching the 1999 film starring Patricia Arquette and Gabriel Byrne. Like Justine and I did over Halloween. Oh yeah, we did do that. It was so great and bad at the same time. In that, in that weird hotel room with the big windows. In fake Pittsburgh. In fake Pittsburgh. Anyway, <laughs> keep going. And there was a point when she refused to eat anything except for uh, the Jesus crackers. All she would eat was communion. Wow. She had just received the Holy Sacrament. That was it. Well, she's going to have a vitamin deficiency. Well, she died <laughs> at the age of 33 from a stroke. So uh, isn't that the same age Jesus died? It Supposedly. <gasps> mm. Mm. Too spooky. Too spooky. So she died in Rome, but her hometown wanted her body, of course, because that's a holy ass body, right? But they couldn't take the whole thing. So they were just going to try to take her head. You know, keep it classy. Absolutely. So in Rome, there were guards, I guess, watching to see what parts of bodies you were transporting across state lines. I don't know exactly what the deal was. But the guards were... So they put her head in a bag. A yeah. paper bag. Because... Great. There are there are rules about transporting bodies across state lines. There were, but this... I don't... This was like the 1300s. Oh, yeah. I don't, I, so I don't know what the laws were. But I guess... Taking bodies across, holy bodies across the lines was bad. So they had a paper bag with her head in it. But when the guards went to examine it, it just turned into a big pile of rose petals. Oh my God. And then, uh. and then once they were back home in Siena, it magically was her head again. <laughs> Bullshit. Right? So, yeah. So her head is now in, in the cathedral in Siena. So I don't know exactly what happened. I don't know if the head was always there or... If they just took a bunch of rose petals and then they found some rando head and put up. But but there is a head there. Like There that's... is a head. That's what Justine was reacting to. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, if you just Google Catherine Sienna relic and look at Google Images, it's a it's a fucking severed head in, an, in, an, in a nun's spot. in a nun's habit. It's it's pretty. Cool. It's I like it. It's I like it. I'm, I'm pro this. It was my favorite one. I don't like it. But I also like that she was like crazy as fuck and only wanted to eat Jesus crackers and saw Jesus's foreskin on her finger. I'm like, this. I'm feeling her zealousy. Is that a word? Ew. Zealousy? Ew. It is now. It kind of looks like the way 
Mother Teresa looks in real looked in real life towards the end. Is that too rude? I don't care. That bitch sucks. I was like, Mother Teresa was a fucking bitch. Yeah, that bitch sucks, so it doesn't matter. But it does kind of look like her. Hey. So since I mentioned it, let's talk about the baby Jesus's foreskin. All right. Let's we, talk about baby dicks. Let's Ew. just Ew. we're ta- just talking about baby dicks. I'm again. sorry hey, I said that. I'm sorry I'm, I'm the baby dick person. I'm really so sorry. Let's just jump right to the end. Does it get turned into a very expensive facial cream? God damn it. That was a joke I put at the end of my <laughs> presentation. Fuck off, Justine. <laughs> All right. Well, then I guess I'm going to have to not just read my notes like a robot. <laughs> it's it's my birthday. I'm allowed to steal all the jokes. Ha. Yeah, it's okay. It, it, you know, there's a callback. It, it kind of wrote itself. All right. There is dissent in the church about the baby Jesus's foreskin. And yes, I'm only going to call it the baby Jesus. <laughs> the baby Jesus. Now, there's one school of thought that uh, Jesus Christ, as God's representation on earth, could not have left the earth unwhole. But then there's also, you know, everybody else is like, well, uh, Jesus of Nazareth was a Jewish man, so he was circumcised. But if you believe Jesus was circumcised, the remains of his foreskin would be the only remainder of his body on earth after he ascended into the heavens. Oh, I mean, he was a Jew. So, yeah, he was. So Yeah. Yeah. He was circumcised. I mean, I don't know if they're still here, but in theory, that would be the one thing that he left behind, like Cinderella, but with his penis skin oh, imagine penis like skin. who thought of that first i don't know some sick fuck right Whoa. so i was thinking about jesus penis the other day <laughs> <laughs> like whatever happened to that foreskin yeah well, they're like how can we make money off of this no <gasps> the catholics would never think like that never oh my god never they don't love money or gold or riches or anything now supposedly this relic was discovered in calcutta Italy in 1557. This priest, he just like happened to have this in a shoebox, basically, in the back of his closet. Oh, just happened to have I, it. This old thing. Look what I got. A wiener. This wiener old thing. This tip. this weird dried hard ring. Oh, this is totally Jesus's foreskin. Sure. <laughs> Such a bullshit artist. The audacity of this man. But the church kind of went along with it until about 1900. And then kind of all of these other foreskins started popping up. Oh, there were like 12 all over Europe, maybe a different number, but it was a number that and then they're like, no, none of these are enough of the foreskins. And actually, none of you are allowed to talk about it anymore. Oh, oh, yeah. It became a, a point of contention to the point that if you talked about the foreskin, you were excommunicated. Holy shit. That's serious. Hush, hush. That's serious business. Oh, my God. That's fucked up. That's hilarious, though. It's like they went foreskin crazy for like a short period of time. And then it's like, all right, no, this got out of hand. Nobody mentioned him again. (laughs) But but they were they were still like into it in in Calcutta. And until about the year we were born, 1983. What? Yeah, they were still like having a foreskin party. New Year's Day was the feast day of the holy circumcision. Oh wow, that's oh my god! And then and then it got stolen. The foreskin got stolen from Calcutta, and there are different schools of thought that the Vatican took it, and now the Vatican owns it, and they won't tell anybody about this holy foreskin. Maybe they, it's in that that weird room that's supposed to be under the Vatican with all the weird secret stuff. Yet another thing they need. It, what do you mean? That need is a real big room. I'll tell you what. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's also that Satanist stole it and they're doing satanic rituals with 
the baby Jesus's uh, foreskin. Always blaming the Satanists. However, uh, it's no longer anywhere to be found. Because it's probably not real. Because yeah. it probably never really existed. Never, never was. It was an onion ring. It was like, you know, not fried yet. You know, just a little, little onion ring. Or maybe like a piece of calamari. Yeah, a little calamari. They was in the... A little calamar. Was in the Italy. Yeah. You can't say that and then tell me not to talk with my hands. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Fuck off, guys. (laughs) You're setting me up for failure. I just know how much you love Italians. You also know how much I love talking about my hands, and then you tell me not to talk with my hands, and then you say calamar and... How am I supposed to not do the thing? I like how right now she's looking at you while I'm the one who said calamar. Yeah, I, it was Justine. I'm, I'm sorry that I blamed you, Heather. It's all we also just told you to stop making eye contact with us. Yeah. <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> I, I can't help that I'm so socially skilled. So nobody ever. <laughs> JB, JB works with the public. She has to like have good people skills. I have good communication skills. Yeah, God. All right. So. Maybe, maybe there isn't the baby Jesus' foreskin. Maybe there's no real parts of the baby Jesus around anymore. But maybe that's something that touched him. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. All right. Brushed up against his leg. And no, I'm not talking about third degree relics. That's some, that's some dumb bullshit. And I got oh, no time for that. That's trash relics. Yeah. I'm talking about the Shroud of Turin, as we mentioned earlier for a brief Ooh. moment. All right. Now... The it's the world's most famous relic. Everybody's heard of it. It's it's linen cloth that was supposed to like hold an image of a very anguished man on it, and just a cloth. But uh, I found this history collections article, and they described it in this way that I could not rephrase any better. The Turin shroud is the imprint of a man who was flogged nailed to a cross, and left to sweat and bleed under a searing desert sun before being dumped in a cave. In other words, it's the imprint of a dead guy's bodily juices. Wow. Oh, no. When you put it like that, you're like, oh, yeah, that is really fucking gross. Ew. However, radiocarbon tests from 1988 prove that this shroud is from about 1260 to 12 or 1390, somewhere in that time frame. Oh, that was way after Jesus died. Yeah, so that's a fake. That's not real. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Catholics. I mean, I know y'all are looking at it all the time. You're going on your pilgrimages. That was a word. Uh, But it's not real. I mean, these are the same people who see Jesus's face on a slice of toast or in a rust stain on the side of a building and flock to that. So, yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? What what you going to do? You can't stop Catholics I mean, it from doesn't, traveling. It doesn't. Well, it doesn't matter that it's from, you know, the year 1200. It's still... There, it's they you know, still Jesus's face on a oh my shroud. God. I have a story about that. I have a real quick. I have a, a friend whose husband uh, sold like a piece of his baseboard in his one old apartment because it had a stain on it, like a watermark that looked like Jesus. And he sold it to this company that was basically using it for um, just publicity. They would like buy like weird like internet famous things and like use them for publicity and he got like paid handily for that oh this sounds like another great side hustle yeah but like you gotta have like a, you gotta have a jesus thing you gotta sell your miracles yeah you gotta sell your miracles that's the miracle <laughs> all right but these bakeries this is not enough for me is this enough for you no 
This, yeah, no, I need more. I want, I need the real shit. More relics. Let's talk about some goddamn chopped up bodies. Yes. All right. Elizabeth of Thuringia, which modern day Hungary. She lived from 1207 to 1231. Mm -hmm. Died very young. She was a Hungarian princess. When her husband was on crusade, he died, and she was left under the spell of an evil confessor, which I should have looked up, but I'm assuming that's like a priest of some sort. (laughs) Either way, he was described as a confessor. I think that's a priest. But he made her life miserable. He like basically starved her and made her flagellate herself and demean herself to the point that she was getting beaten by her own servants. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, confessor. She she died at the the old age of twenty four, a uh, victim of starvation and her daily beatings. Oh, so he abused her to death. That's yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So that's that's a that's a sad story, but she was like such a good, kindly hearted person. Her people loved her. She was beloved, like everybody. They were they were all about this Elizabeth, and so whenever she died, within hours of her death. Because this is how you show how much you love somebody. Flesh-hungry Catholics just fled the mausoleum and needed a piece of her body. Oh, God. Because she was so so great and holy. And they, they wanted to touch her. And they pulled out her hair and ripped off her fingernails. And somebody even ripped off her nipples. Nipples. What? Yeah, her nipples were turned into relics. Ma'am, I don't know where her nipples were. Can... I tried to find them. Oh my god. Oh no. Yeah. That's so oh, rude. What like a terrible way to treat some like you loved this woman so you tear her apart. Fuck that. You're tearing me apart. Yeah, it's terrible. That's I'm, I'm sorry, St. Catherine. All right. So we've got dead bodies. Took her. We got severed heads. We got hair, nails. Uh, what else do we got? Do we got organs? Oh organs. yeah, we got organs. <laughs> Saint Camillus, he lived from fifteen fifty to sixteen fourteen. He was a giant of his time. He was six foot six, a big boy. Oh geez, that is very tall, even by today. Yes, and he was he was a bad boy. Like at first, he was a gambler and very short tempered. And then he became sick and went to, no, he went to war and then he became sick and he had a religious epiphany and he came back from war, a changed man. He became very caring and devoted. He actually founded the first male uh, nurse group. Oh, really? Yes. Like a male nursing, like, I don't know, like he trained him or helped yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it uh, was one of the medical forces in the army. Oh, nice. He became quickly known for how caring he was, uh, particularly his devotion to taking care of the sick. Did he get whacked in the head when he was at war, or was it just like, I, uh, I, I've i seen the horrors? I'm assuming it's I've seen the horrors. I, I don't know what caused his religious epiphany. Okay. Yeah. I've been blinded by the light. Something so, like that. So he uh, was known so much... For his big heart, because the Catholics, very subtle, that when he died, they needed to salt and preserve his heart to put on display. You must. You just must. Because he had a big heart, so you need to see how literally big his heart was. 
<laughs> That's just called cardiomyopathy. That it, it glowed like a red ruby <laughs> is the description. And it is on display in the Church of Mary Magdalene in Rome. It also frequently goes on tour. Oh. If you guys want to see some saint heart on display. Do you know what any of these saints were like the saints of? No. <laughs> no, I don't. Just curious. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It's not. I, I, I know St. Anthony because he's the saint of forgetting stuff and I always found not to be relevant to my life. Yeah. Same. Even I know that one. Yeah. But not. It, I'm out of practice on that sort of thing. <laughs> there's All too right. many of them. Yeah. There's. There's a saint for everything. There's a saint for like probably Tuesdays. So like, oh, yes, this is the saint of the Holy Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. There's a saint of wearing white Sherpa coats. There's a saint of Taco Tuesdays. There's a saint Taco of Taco Tuesdays. Tuesdays. <laughs> <sighs> all right. I got one more. One more. One more. I'm going to. There's there's a million of them and they're all disgusting. But I'm just going to talk about one more. It is a St. Anthony, but not the St. Anthony I was just talking. Not St. Anthony of Assisi, I think, is that's that's the famous one. He's the big famous guy. Okay. But He's this the is forgetful. Yeah. This is St. Anthony of Padua. He died of ergot poisoning, which are you guys familiar with ergot poisoning or argo? I'm not sure if it's French or not French. No. It's also known as St. Anthony's fire. And it's a form of poisoning that occurs from a fungus ergot that grows on ryegrass. Oh. So it's it's kind of thought to be the same kind of poisoning that happened um, like in the Salem witch trials. Oh, okay. I thought that name sounded familiar. Yeah. I know I've heard it before. But whenever you are uh, you suffering from ergot poisoning, your limbs start to go gangrene from lack of circulation and, and you go crazy. Like you go mad. Ooh. So he developed this disease and he sealed himself into a tomb. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, I guess he was. He just immured himself. I guess he was going mad. <laughs> and he knew he was going to die. So he sealed himself in his little tomb to die. That was nice of him to, you know, protect himself from others. Like, yeah, maybe if I was going to go out there and kill people, I don't know. Yeah, could have. So, but when his vault was open, 32 years later, most of his body was dust, but somehow his tongue was still fresh. Oh. What a, what a miracle, right? Oh, that's a bunch of fucking hooey, but. <laughs> no. No, because Heather, you're not understanding. He was known as a great orator who spread the word of Christ. Oh, oh. So his tongue was preserved by God. <laughs> and so now his tongue is in a reliquary. And I saw pictures of this tongue and it was fucking really gross and I hated it. And it definitely just looks like a tongue going like, eh, in a reliquary. What's his name again? Uh, St. Anthony of Padua. P-A-D-U-A. Just in case you're not going to get to Rome to go to this basilica, it does go on tour. It looks like a piece of beef jerky. It's like his whole jaw. Oh, oh yeah. His jaw is in there, too. Yeah. Sorry. I, I did not mention that. Oh, I like it. He's a good talker. So you can visualize the word of God coming out of his jaw and tongue. That is a very creepy statue. Yeah, right? It's got like no face but this jaw in there and then oh god well, and then a lot of the photos it looks like there's two creepy little eyes because of like flashes from like outside like reflecting on the glass so it's just like jesus fuck okay there's yeah. definitely one where i thought the picture was so gross so i had to like look a little bit more into him <laughs> it's fucked up as shit but there's there's so many disgusting catholic relics there's um saint thomas if you guys are familiar with saint thomas of the idiom like a doubting thomas Doughty Thomas. Okay. Which is 
you know, Jesus came back from the dead and St. Thomas refused to believe that he had died and come back to life. So St. Thomas put his finger in Jesus's side to be like, oh, yep, that's sure you got speared. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so like his finger is a relic. It's a finger. That makes me think of. Um, I've definitely seen religious paintings of that and wondered what the fuck. Well, I'm pretty sure that they, uh, you know, they use they use that in the. Um, oh, what was that one Nirvana? There's like a Nirvana music video. I want to say it's heart shaped box. There's or a lot something. of Catholic imagery in that one, so probably that. Yeah, one. Yeah, I just that's that's what sticks in my head, and maybe I'm like conflating different songs. I think but it's, it's in like, the Losing My Religion video too. Oh yeah. Oh, is yeah, it? Probably. Okay. Saint yeah, Sebastian actually, is in that as well. Maybe I'm just conflating a bunch of songs from the early '90s. But yeah, it's like someone sticking his finger in a wound. Okay, wow. Yeah, it's Ugh. in the REM Losing My Losing My Religion video, which is pretty awesome. And there's there's whole bodies that are set up as relics. There's there's other heads. There's quite a few other heads and then like sections of skin like it's catholics, catholics are so goth i i right i love the goth part of the catholicism i just yeah. hate the religion part yeah like all the <sighs> rituals are like so metal so goth i was so, like oh this is so macabre i love it love it it's disgusting awesome maybe that's why i like priests so much because they look like goths they don't kind of no could. I don't think so. They wear the black robes. Well, I guess I'm thinking of the actual priests that I've seen in, in my religious days where they were just wearing like white robes with like their little purple sashes and stuff. Oh, yeah. No, I'm talking about like the hot ass priests that just wear black. Yeah, those are the hot ones. Yeah. Goth priests. Like the hot priest from Fleabag. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, like traditional goth priest. Edward Norton and keeping the faith. Yeah, actually, I was thinking about Edward Norton. Yeah, I had a big thing for him back in high school. Edward Norton's a fucking told him. Oh, yeah, Yeah. he's a diva like you wouldn't believe. He's He's hot, though. So full of himself. He's a Leo, isn't he? Of course he's a Leo. He is so hot, though. I do love him. Another one, Gabriel Byrne in Stigmata. Oh, yeah, Gabriel Byrne. Uh, So, yeah, that's pretty gross. I'm intrigued. I want to actually read about more relics now. Yeah, I may or may not have been like Googling all sorts of relics. Well, I mean, there's there's like whole bodies. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's there's so much. And it's what's the point of these? Is it just to like, I guess, attract more people to the church and to get more like, ooh, look at this interest, you know, like I mean, it's essentially marketing, right? Yeah, is that's, that what that's, it is? that's a part of it. I mean, the Catholic Church's line is that these are holy people and holy people are closer to God and being close to holy people makes you closer to God. That's the line. All right. Bunch of nonsense, but you go for it. You do you, boo. They're they're struggling in a viewership, you know? They <laughs> are really, yeah. Oh my god. You know, they had some bad publicity. They've had a lot of bad publicity. So, um, I guess we'll wrap this up. Um, let's talk about the sickest thing of the week in a good way. Does anybody have anything? I started playing Stardew Valley and I love it. Yeah, ah! Justine loves her little like Minecraft game or whatever. Um, I'm, <laughs> it's not Minecraft. <laughs> Look, I'm very late to the party. I know Stardew Valley is not new, but I just downloaded it to my mobile phone. Um, and I it's it's delightful. I, I just I love it so much. And I just really just want to spend all of my spare time playing Stardew Valley. So, yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. JB. <sighs> no. Yeah. you. <laughs> she oh, walked no. in my house today and she was like, this is this is not a good day. <laughs> she looks so pissed. I was like, I'm at like a one point five energy level today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like at a nine and I jumped in your face. 
But I, I did get to like rant about Catholics, which is something I really like to do. So it did improve my mood, but it didn't make my week better. Uh, well, I'm JV. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're here because I actually I I asked them to move recording because I had had a not great day when we were supposed to record. So thank you guys and thank you JV for sticking it out. That's okay. I didn't have a better day any of the other days we could have recorded. So it's we're, been, we're all having a pretty rough start to Pisces season. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. true. Um, my sickest thing of the week in a good way is uh, it's so dorky. I got one of those Facebook badges for a, a Facebook group, and uh, it's the group is called Sapphics for Satan. I like it, and uh, and but I feel like a fraud because it's it's essentially like a bisexual lesbian site. I was gonna say I am straight, unfortunately, <laughs> um, because I love everything about women except for I do not want to do the sex on them, and uh, that does make me sad. That uh, but, but you know, uh, well, what can you do? What can you do? You loving the dudes? I love the dudes. Uh, but women are great. And so, like, I, I follow some lesbian pages because, you know, they're entertaining me. I love memes. And they have a lot of good satanic and, like, women-centered memes and stuff. So I'm like, you're a top fan. I'm like, oh, I'm not even gay. I feel like such a fraud. <laughs> I don't deserve this. <laughs> but I still thought it was nice to be recognized. Wait, so what is this? A, you can get badges now for, like, following stuff on Facebook? Uh, yeah, if you're, like, in a Facebook group and you, like, like their shit all the time, it'll be like, you're recognized as one of their top fans. You like their shit all the time. You're on the internet all the time, you fucking dork. That's why I'm always recognized on by cheerful nihilism. Yeah, me too, yeah. I was like, 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 like. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I love meme pages. I love memes. I have a folder in my phone that's my favorite memes that I look at when I'm sad and it always cheers me up or I look at when I'm on the bathroom, on the toilet, you know, cause that's what you do. Uh, just yeah. catching up on my memes. Just catching up on my memes. <laughs> oh, see, I now, I've now consume all of my memes in the form of TikTok videos, which oh, yeah. I'm not proud of, but you know, there you go. You're the, you're the, always the hippest one of all of I, us. No, at this age, no. Watching, you are. watching TikTok is no. Watching TikTok at this age, it does not make you cool. It makes you. No, it does. Uh, Neither of us have even downloaded TikTok. You were just showing me a TikTok video. It was an, on Google. It was in a browser. Oh, well. Yeah. It was, there was a thing at the bottom. It was like, would you like to open this in TikTok? And I was like, no, because I don't have the app. <laughs> I can't. Look, I'm just saying, if you like memes, you'll like TikTok. It's <laughs> all memes. It's entirely memes. All right. I'm going to have to get on it. But it is a lot of teenagers. So and they're it's a lot fine. of times very funny. You they're know? very these teens are very funny. These these kids be be having jokes. I don't always understand what they're talking about, but they're funny. All right. So uh, in the spirit of Catholicism, it's kind of a coincidence that we had that lovely Catholicism themed show. We are giving up the podcast for Lent, sadly. Ha! Uh, we were taking a short hiatus because, you know, we're. We're, we're professionals, we're not professional podcasters, and uh, we just need to take a little bit of a month off. And so we're actually going to be back on Easter uh, for real, for real. So uh, expect our next episode to drop on Easter. And but in the meantime, we're going to be sharing stuff on Insta and also Twitter and then talking about, um, I don't know, various older topics that we, you know, revisited some things and show some clips and maybe do some fun things. But yeah, um, we figure we'll have a little break and then we'll see you back and it'll be awesome. Yeah. And so thanks so much for listening. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, especially because we are going on hiatus. So if you subscribe, you 
won't miss it when we come back on April 12th, Easter. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you normally find podcasts. And you can also follow us on Twitter at That Sick Pod, where JB will be sharing uh, some, lots of sick content through our hiatus. You can follow us on Instagram at That Sick Podcast, where Heather will be sharing all kinds of sick content I'm also. Never, I'm never <laughs> sure, like, how much, like, how many, if people want to see sick photos. You just got to hide it behind that warning slide. Yeah, but, you know, don't you know when you're on Insta and then there's like, sometimes I'll be scrolling and it's like, I'll sc- and it's like, oh, and it shows second- up as a second one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Insta's that's the, you bad can't really that. do that. You know what? At the same time, I also feel like, you know, there, you're, if you follow us on Instagram, it's because you want to see sick content. And if you don't like sick content, you can unfollow us on Instagram and that's okay, too. We yeah. still love you. Ugh. It's well, okay. if you unfollow us, I guess I won't have to do any work. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really hope you don't. Um, and, and then finally, you can email us at that's.sick.podcast at gmail.com if you have any suggestions for things you'd like to hear us cover. Um, if you want to yell at us about anything we got wrong, uh, you know, just, just go for it. Or if you just want to tell us how awesome we are, that would be great, too. Until next time. So if you're going to mummify your one true love, Make sure it's consensual, because if it isn't, that's That's sick. sick!